Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends, the weekly podcast with those of us from uh, the comic book and video game store Level Up Entertainment. Invite on some friends and we have a topic we're passionate about. This week we're talking about Harley Quinn. Um, not just the new cartoon, which I alluded to in a previous episode that we'll be talking about, but just the character in general. Um, your host this week, Scott, and joining me is a Harley Quinn superfan, Olivia. Hi. I'm uh, Olivia. <laughs> how's it going, Olivia? How you doing? Going good. I'm doing great. How are you? All right. Doing okay now that we're sitting here chatting. Before we were talking, I was mentioning, uh, because, you know, 2020 being the dumpster fire year that it was, we haven't actually, like, spoken, spoken to each other in, like, a year. I know. I think, we, I think we've talked via text a few times. Yeah, this um, is great. Yeah, so, no, I'm really excited to have you. Um, in case anyone doesn't know, Olivia has been featured at our store a couple of times. She does, like, those big epic beat arts. Like, we've seen, you've probably seen her Kylo Ren. It's been in the store since, oh, my God, when did The Force Awakens come out? Because it came out, you did that before then, right? I did Oh my god! That was a long time ago, was that 2017? Yeah, I want to say 2017. The whole trilogy's done now and has yeah. been done for over a year. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So we, we and we've known you for how long now? Like, I was coming to you guys when I was in high school. I was like, oh, don't tell me that. 15 or 16. Oh. Yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, now you're getting married, and it's just oh god. <laughs> when you put it that way, it's so frightening. I know. Oh, dude, sometimes people come in and, like, see the Nintendo games. They're like, what is this? And their parents are like, it's a video game. They're like, this isn't a video game. Oh, no. Like, oh, uh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I just turned 35. So, you know, I my body's falling apart and everything. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're here to talk about Harley Quinn, uh, a character I am I am older than. So that's exciting. That's all right. Um, I know I've been on the record. I am not a particular fan of Harley Quinn. Um, okay. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Joker. In yeah. General. Like I feel like since she's kind of like a, a like an offshoot of him, it kind of translates to that. Um, but I know you are the biggest Harley Quinn fan. I probably know. I love Harley Quinn. So could yeah. you tell us a little bit about why you like her so much? Um, I guess in the realm of DC characters, at least. Um, she is more relatable to me than Wonder Woman is. Like Harley Quinn came from a, you know, pretty crappy background, but she put herself put herself through school. She, you know, got a semi-decent job, um, but a super professional one at that. And then, you know, fell for the wrong guy. And then, you know, broke up that. together. But her journey's not linear, yeah. which okay. I think I more people can relate to. I hope dating abusive clown isn't the part you relate to no no it's not it's not <laughs> but like i guess in like the new 52 and like some of like i um like amanda connor's you know versions of her like she she tries mm -hmm. and you know it doesn't always work out it you know sometimes are better than others but you know she does do good at times um and i guess that you know she's trying is not more appealing but like you know wonder woman is a god she could you know she's perfect everything she does is perfect and you know it's just sort of an upward trajectory whereas harley kind of bounces around say, it's interesting that it seems like dc only has two female characters then I i'm i'm a power power girl guy um yeah i generally like my superheroes a little bit more lawful good than harley quinn 
That's fair. But again, Amanda Connor, like that, uh, her and Jimmy Palmiotti, who I know they've gotten married. I don't think they were married yet at the time, but like that 12 oh, issue mini series they did, they like also made her relatable and she has to like juggle like being a woman and then having like these crazy superhero things happen to her. Yeah, and she like has interests. Like she yeah. does roller derby and she, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so how were you originally introduced to the character? Because I know I've known her since her first appearance in uh, Joker's Favor in Batman, the animated series, which ironically enough is probably my favorite episode of that series. I think that was the first time I saw or heard of her too. Um, to be honest, she kind of lapsed for me after that. Um, mm -hmm. I saw that and thought, oh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. I thought the don't you want to rev up your Harley line was like the funniest thing ever. I remember um, I was the age when that first came out where I was like, oh, that's about sex. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I understand. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I got it. All right. Yeah. And um, I think she shoves her off a table or something. I, I thought yeah. that was, I don't yeah. think I understood it at the time, but I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And then I guess I always, she was always kind of in like the periphery. Um, I liked, um, Gotham City Sirens a lot. I thought they were. Gotham City Sirens was a surprisingly quality book. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, and then the one super popular one that's escaping me right now. But there was one of the other graphic novels of her that I really liked. And so then she's, she's in a lot of books now. She's got a yeah, new number one coming. Um, if I think of it, I'll I'll we'll shout. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about different versions of her. Um, but then Suicide Squad was really what piqued my interest more than more than anything. I know that movie was your jam. It was because I wanted it to be, it's not a good movie. It's really not. There was a lot of terrible decisions that were made like consistently throughout, but I really, she was the best part of it, um, hands down. I'm not sure if I would have cast Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Really? Also because, well, at the time, like I never heard of her. Okay. Until then, um, I was having this conversation with someone else the other day. I think we were just talking about like what podcast episodes we were doing. Mm -hmm. and I was just like, I don't know. Oh no, sorry. My one friend uh, B, who's going to be on the next episode, fun loves the Birds of Prey movie. I loved it. Like writes so much fanfic about it. Um, <laughs> I'll have you guys meet at some point. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, but like, so I think we we're talking about that. I was like, I don't know who I would cast as her. But like, that's not the point of this episode. Unless there's like a dream casting, you would be like, oh yeah. See, she, Margot Robbie was my dream casting ever since I saw The Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, oh, but yep, that makes sense. See, I haven't that's seen her. Wolf of Wall Street yet. If you can listen to the F word 600 times in two hours, that's the movie for you. I've never oh. finished it because they say the F word just so many times. Oh, I work with the public. I'm immune to it. Yeah. Very well. But, um, <laughs> But like, what about the Suicide Squad version of her in particular, like, drew your attention? Her accent, for one. I like that she actually had one. Did they, I, see, I, I forget, did she try to do, like, a Brooklyn accent with her? She did, like, a little bit of one, and it, I liked it. I didn't think it was that forced. It wasn't, like, overdone, um, which which was good. I also think Margaret Robbie is just a, a phenomenal actress. I well, really she, liked her. She's, I like, she's in a lot of stuff. She's what in the she's New Zealander? Yeah, Australia, maybe. She's, Australian. she's from yeah, somewhere she's down there. That direction. Yeah. Far, far away. Yeah. Um, 
so pretty yeah. far, pretty much the opposite side of the world from where. Yeah, exactly. As far away from us. Because yeah, well, because that's like a was a big part of like their the impetus for the character is yeah. were, she was created for her voice actress. Oh my yeah. god, I cannot remember her name, but because she did a. She was like a jester, right? Yeah, like she a, she she had already basically kind of done a proto version of that character yeah. for another show. Yeah. And their their idea was like, well, Joker was just gonna have a henchman. Like, oh right. maybe we'll make it a henchwoman in, in right. So she was just sort of incidentally there. She didn't like she eventually had an origin story yeah. in, in the show, but like she just kind of showed up one day and was like, right. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, which is funny because she's like such a small part of it. Like the best joke in it is joker's hounding this guy to like do a favor yeah of, he, he's a guy who's like i'll do anything for you if he didn't kill him like earlier in the episode right so anyway years later he comes back on his whole favor is he just has to open this door for this cake because harley quinn can't push it and he's like she can't look at the size of that she can't get that in her on her own man like that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's just kind of like she was just kind of created to be that joke but she was yeah so popular she became like for lack of a better term, a real character. Like she's in the comics and everything now. I mean, she's like the fourth pillar now. Yeah, with, really. I would say she's kind of sells better than Wonder Woman. I think so. And the last, the second Wonder Woman movie. Well. Was so bad. Yeah. We I loved get, the first one. I we, loved it. So yeah, I don't think we should get too deep into the weeds in Wonder Woman 84, but that's not a good movie. Uh, fortunately, I already had HBO Max because <laughs> I wanted to watch her Harley Quinn's cartoon, um, and I still want to watch Doom Patrol. And I haven't gotten around to it, so I haven't canceled it yet. Um, but uh, we can get into this a little bit. Uh, I, what do you think about the new version of her in the cartoon? I, because they don't, because Kelly Cuoco doesn't even try to do the do an accent. No, she doesn't at all. Yeah. She did. I thought it was cool. It was like a like a hint of one in those episodes with her family. Mm -hmm. They all have kind of like this, kind of like they're sort of falling back into it. I have a lot of family down south, and like you can kind of hear when people like are around the accent that kind of yes. slips into it. Yeah. Um, versus like when they just hang out with us, like you don't they don't slip into it at all. Exactly. Um, which is kind of cool. Like I don't know. Like yeah, I guess let's get into it. Like we can get straight into the the Harley Quinn show. Um, sure. Whatever shockingly good in my opinion oh yeah i was very surprised yeah. i yeah i didn't think i was gonna like it half as much as i did it presented itself as like this really like just raunchy and just like edgy to be edgy like family guy-esque type thing yes. like, like oh god i hate that and i was like i don't like this version of, i don't like this character it's like and i gotta buy a streaming service for it but then for like two years or whatever almost telling me it's really good and it's a lot better than you think it's gonna be yeah and I remember watching the first episode and it like starts with like they're cussing every two seconds and they're really yeah. violent. And I'm like, uh, is that all this is going to be the show? I think it front loads you with that. And then it actually is really good. Oh, like, there's good character development. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The show's got my favorite versions of Poison Ivy and the Joker in it, I think. Yeah. And the, I mean, just the voice, like the amount of, the, the the star power that they have doing the doing the voices is incredible. Every time Psycho was talking, I was just picturing Buster Bluth because Tony Hale is. Wait, I didn't realize he was Tony Hale because he's also the Riddler, right? I think so. Yeah. Is, no, no, no. Sorry, the Riddler is the Dean from Community. 
Yes. I can't remember his name. He's also Gizmo Duck in, in the new DuckTales. Yes. Uh, which also, yeah, Riddler in it. So I guess a little bit of the premise of the show. It's, it starts off when Harley's still Joker's sidekick slash girlfriend slash whatever their relationship is. Uh, first episode, she breaks away from that. So she's trying to establish herself as like a big time villain, kind of have like her own identity. Is everyone still like, oh, you're just Joker's girlfriend? So she's trying to get into Legion of Doom. That'll make, make mean she made it. Um, so it deals more with like the criminals and stuff, even though it's like a Batman show. Batman's is in it, but like kind of barely in it. Which I thought was fun too. That like, yeah, but it's it's fun to see Gotham not or yeah. just all about Batman. Yeah, and like it, uh, uh, Diedrich Bader plays Batman. Yeah, he plays Batman seriously, but like he's got he is a comedian, and he is the Batman from Brave and the Bold, which is a much sillier show. Right. But I think he's got like the right, he strikes the right tone for this show, mm-hmm. which is very silly, but also like, I don't want to say like ground, like it's still like, it has a lot of serious elements in it. I use serious loosely. It's more like dramatic right. type stuff rather than, uh, I don't think anything in it serious. This is true. But like, you know, Harley has to assemble like a crew. So obviously she's, you know, best friends with Poison Ivy. Um, and this is probably the best version of Poison Ivy I think I've seen. Yeah, I liked her a lot in this. She's very like dry and sarcastic, which is all my jam. Yeah. And like very confident and I loved that. That was fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun watching yeah. them like be friends, you know? Like and supportive of each other cuz at least in the beginning they don't start out with the whole like hey, we're in love with one another thing. That's true. There's you a know. slow build that yeah well spoilers i guess (laughs) don't want to spoil too much at least not of season two because but i have a lot of things to say about season two Um, but i know a couple people i talked to about the show have haven't seen it yet i'm like you should watch it because one thing i'll say about the show is uh it makes some decisions i was not expecting it to uh they kill off some characters and like they the end of the first season completely changes the status quo in a way I thought it wouldn't because I'm so used to shows like especially like Batman and Superman and stuff where it's like Mm -hmm. hey we need to keep the characters at this marketable like status quo like this marketable level so they don't really change like that's a big problem I have with superhero comics uh, in general Um, but no they're not afraid to do that in this this is a crazy yeah Um, but yeah so I don't know I well, let's talk about some of the characters in it. Um, like, what were some of your favorites? Bane. Bane is pretty funny. I like that they gave the Tom Hardy voice. I do. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was great. Um, yeah, no, I liked I liked him a lot. I liked Clayface a lot. He he really made me laugh. They were all really funny. I love that they they played up the Clayface's like thespian roots. Yes. Um. Which also makes sense, you know, since he's an actor, he can literally become any role he wants. Um, which yeah, that was a fun. Uh, um, I, I like the addition of um, Dr. Psycho. Yeah. Because he's, I, a, he's I, a Wonder Woman villain. Yeah. And it's, well, it's, it's, I like watching him in the show, but it's like, it's, I feel really icky saying like, I like anything about him. Because he's like really like yeah. a disgusting human being. Like the show starts like Horrible. he's trying to reclaim his uh 
uh, reputation because he called Wonder Woman kind of an unforgivable slur. Yeah, he got me too pretty bad. Yeah, you got me too really bad. But like, they go out of the way to show like he is terrible. Yeah, he has no responsibility. Yeah, Uh, ooh, he's rough. Uh, What about King Shark? Oh, I loved him. Yeah. There's very little that I disliked about about this show, clearly. Um, Uh, I like King Shark. Shark. Uh, It's nothing compared to his Secret Six comic book version. That Gail Simone run is really great. That's kind of what I want, like, Suicide Squad to be, is that. Yeah, I think the new Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one, should be. We'll see. Uh, There's like four million characters in it. I know. That's going to kind of fall apart under its own weight, I think. Probably. We'll see. It might be a fun train wreck. First, it it can't be. Is it supposed to have any continuity? I don't know. Like, I can't understand if any of these movies do because I just, again, we were talking about Wonder Woman 84 before. And like, is that supposed to have continuity? Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fit into anything. It's like they're just throwing things and seeing what sticks. Like the apocalypse happened in that and nobody mentions that in Justice League. Like why isn't Batman like, I gotta go kill all of the stones in the world to make Grant wishes instead of Superman. Like, Is the Snyder Cut going to address that? I guarantee you the Snyder Cut's going to be terrible. Uh, I I hated, hated the Justice League movie. And it was I, really bad. I hate everything Zack Snyder has done. Really? So it's already a, a movie I hate that's going to be <laughs> a lot longer by a direct, like by a filmmaker who I think makes just horrible, horrible movies. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. So I'm super not interested in watching it. Um, but who knows? Maybe it'll be amazing. Uh, whatever. We can dream. Um, Anyway, let's talk about things we like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I like that the, the Harley Quinn show, like everyone, it's its own version of yeah. these characters. Like they, like they go out of the way to kind of like tweak everyone. And like, you see a surprising amount of the DC universe. Like I wasn't expecting all the Justice League characters to be in it the way they are. Oh, I know. Neither was I. Yeah, that was fun. Like Aquaman shows up for an episode. I forget and why. I, I know, I remember... Oh, didn't they steal something from Atlantis? I think so. Because I know he shows up at like the Legion of Doom and they have like these fish tanks and they like distract him by like smashing it and all the fish are talking to him about how they're dying. And And then he's going around grabbing them all. Yeah, he can't handle it, um, which is (laughs) kind of funny. Um, I love Lex Luthor in it, uh, played by Juan Carlo Esposito, who's like the perfect bad guy in everything. I was going to say, he is the ultimate, ultimate villain in you know yeah um but yes let's talk a little bit about some of the overarching story of season one um harley quinn kind of hits this mentor um queen of fables is her name right yeah she's yeah i didn't like her yeah uh well she's stuck in a book for most of the series but like i think she's an interest it's interesting not not necessarily her specifically but it's interesting that they did a uh, female villain as a foil to Harley to show like Harley's yeah. a bad guy, but not necessarily like a bad guy, like a Wreck-It Ralph moral. Yeah. Um, because she, Queen of Fables just wants to kill everyone. Um, pure evil. Yeah, she's pure evil where Harley's more like... Yeah. I don't want to say she's not not evil. Oh, she's bad. She's like more chaotic neutral, I guess. 
Yes. Um, or like, you know, she wouldn't have just killed an entire family reunion. I didn't like that scene. Yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of that in the show where it's like, that's where it's like, it's, you, I don't know. Maybe it's good that they kind of front loaded it like with a lot of like the, yeah. the really offensive stuff. Oh, definitely. If, if that would turn you off like immediately, like you would stop. And like it fit in with her care and you needed to know just exactly how bad she was. And I mean, like it, it you know, it all, it all made sense, but. Yeah. For lack of a better term, it's like a don't meet your hero situation. Yes. For um, sure. But the other big bad guy season one is the Joker, obviously, because he's always going to be Harley's like number one bad guy, like even more than Batman. Um, uh, so I don't know. I season one, like he he ends up stealing like her idea with like this tower with his face on it, right? And comes out the ground. And yeah, and I know he kidnaps Batman. And what is kind of a funny thing is uh, he and Scarecrow are teaming up, and they have him like Batman in like some sort of contraption. And Scarecrow unmasks him. It's like, oh my God, it's Bruce Wayne. Like, and like has like kind of this, a problem. Joker's like, man, if I wanted to do that, like I love that the Joker does not care. Yes. It's over as soon as it happens. Like, ah. And he's like, oh, why did you do that? Now it's not fun. Like, that's not, if I wanted to know, I would have done it. Like, because right. <laughs> that's one thing I do like about the Jokers. They imply it a lot. Well, I think it's been very overt in Joker War because he goes into Wayne's stuff and takes all of his things. Um, but like that Joker knows it's Bruce Wayne, but like he doesn't care. That's not what he's about. Right. That's not. He's the, interested in Batman. That's not the game. Yet. Yeah. Which I think is an it's an interesting dynamic for their character. Um, yeah. Who voiced him? It's the guy that does K two S O. Yes, it's uh, Alan Tudyk. He also yeah. does uh, Clayface in the show, yeah. <laughs> which is fun. Um, but yeah, it's one of the more interesting versions of the Joker. It, it, he gets really interesting in season two. I liked him a lot. And yeah, I don't want to, it's a thing I don't want to spoil. Maybe after we're done the commercial, we'll talk spoilers for season two. Um, because I have a lot of things I want to say about season two. I think, yeah, season two is, I think season two is really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Not that season one's bad, but it lays a lot of the groundwork that makes it much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about uh, Poison Ivy's plant played by J.B. Smoove? I forget his name. Is it like Jeff? It's something ridiculous. Yeah. It's just like a normal name where he's like basically Audrey too from Little Shop yeah. of Horrors and he just is like her roommate. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was I, in a, what is a surprise to no one? I really liked that character too. Yeah. Um, well, is there, uh, is there a character in it you did not like or like did not like their interpretation of this character? I don't think so. All right. Because I think I've liked just about everyone. Like most people aren't too different from what you know. Like the, exactly. penguin, like the penguin's the penguin. Yes. I love that his nephew has a bar mitzvah and they kind of invite the Legion of Doom to where I was like, yeah. I love that the Legion of Doom is like inner office politics and stuff. And like they fight over the chairs and stuff. Yeah, oh. like, I, like that to me, it's like kind of like the office a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I love when they ever, they had glimpses there because like you see the Joker and those guys in like the break room just drinking coffee and just trying to like, they like talk about like different evil schemes and like how you allocate resources to one or the other, which is I know like a bit of friction. Like Harley Quinn like kind of shows him up a little bit at one of those. And they're like, this just isn't done, you know, the office politics. Um, I really liked Cy a lot in this. Cyborg man. He was that was exactly George Costanza's voice. Was how I pictured him whenever oh, I would in the comics. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, He's got some kind of horrible body horror stuff later in the series, which makes me very uncomfortable. 
Yeah, very cringy. It turns yeah. out he's kind of a half transformer. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, but he still got person. Oh, it's awful. It's in a, a, good, in yeah. a good way, like not, not like, oh my God, this ruins this for me, but it's like the good yeah, kind yeah. of like cringe, you know? Definitely. I mean, all right. So let's talk about the MVP of this series uh, and probably the MVP of the last five years of Batman, uh, Kite Man. Yes! I'm so glad they used him. And I'm so glad they brought in his hell yeah catchphrase from the comics. Oh my god! Wait, from the I, Tom King run on on Batman. I thought it could have been a disaster when he first made his appearance, but I was very very pleasant. I mean, everyone thinks he's a disaster. How does he end up? Because he because he dates, he gets in a relationship with Poison Ivy. How did that even start? Because I know he like asked her out, and she's like, "Oh God, Kite Man, no." I think it was like three years. I. I don't know if he asked her out three, four times, but eventually, yeah. I don't know if she just said yes, as was like, all right, I guess. She caves, but then you see like, oh, she kind of likes him. And like, he's kind of like, he's kind of like goofy and earnest in like a way that like, she kind of like needs, you know? Yeah, exactly. It it makes sense. And it's just like, oh, that's kind of just, what a random character to like. Oh yeah. They hang out and like make chili and. I love pants and i love that i love that like his arch enemy like is another really obscure batman villain with the condiment king <laughs> um oh god the episode where they're like button heads is great again it's just in spoiler territory it's a season two thing um but like it's just so funny like i i don't know i've always felt like i never want to take my batman stuff too seriously because mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's a guy that dresses up like a bat and punches like criminals in the face Yes. It's kind of inherently goofy, and this yeah. plays with a lot of those elements, especially yeah. in DC. DC is a really kind of wacky, goofy comic book world, which is why I like it. Yeah, um, which I, too seriously. Yeah, like I'm sure if I'm sure season three, Harley Quinn is going to go into space with and become a Green Lantern for a minute or something, and like that's fine. I'd be down. I can get behind that for sure. Yeah. Um, Oh, that'd be really cool, actually. Now I want a whole arc where they're in space. Uh, I, wonder yeah. if they, I wonder if they might bring Power Girl in. Because I know that they kind of team her up with her, them them up together a bunch in the comics. Like, they gave Harley Quinn, like, her own, like, superhero design. Yeah. That'd be uh, cool. Which I guess I'm not the wildest about. But I guess we can talk a little bit about, the, like, what's your favorite era or incarnation of Harley? I think if I have to pick, I think I'd pick Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm, wild. I'm, yeah, see, I'm not wild about the current comic book version. They kind of made yeah. her like Deadpool. Yeah. Which is another yeah. thing I was afraid the show was going to be. I liked um, New 52 hardly a lot. Um, I hated that, her design. It was so off-putting to me. You didn't like it? No, she's just like, for lack of a better term, like slutty looking. I don't know. The red and blue didn't doesn't gel as well as red and black no it doesn't um like like rebirth and like once they got it past new 52 i think she's had some much better designs yeah no that makes sense yeah she was yeah yeah like you can like the characterization from them just i'm just thinking visually like it didn't oh yeah work. no i don't think there was ever a harley that i really didn't like um yeah like i any anytime um amanda connor has is oh. doing hard. I really like that. I'm um, such a, I'm such a fan of Mana Condor. Yeah, I I, I love love her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's great. I got to meet her uh 2010 New York Comic Con. 
Uh, it was before she was working on Harley, Harley actually. Or maybe uh, she was just about to start. Yeah. I don't think she had. I don't think she'd done Harley. Like her big DC thing was she'd done a lot of Power Girl at that point. Okay. Um, so that's like kind of what I knew her for. Um, then she did, that was when before Watchmen was happening and she did the Silk Spectre series. I'm just thinking what books I got, I brought to get signed. Oh, awesome. Um, she did the cover for like the anime, anime, like that anime comic book girls series where they kind of like animeified. Yeah. There's, yeah. Um, I have the first issue where she did Wonder Woman on the cover, which was pretty oh. cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have like, other than her and I guess Paul Dini, since he yeah. like, did a lot of, or Bruce Tim and stuff with the show. Yeah. I, I can't think of any like major like defining voices creatively for her. Yeah. I really, I love what Margaret Robbie's done in live action movies. Um, but I also super- don't, I also don't know how much of that's like director or her or writer. Yeah. yeah that, that's a little bit more collaborative. Yeah. Collaborative. Um, I mean, it's definitely a choice what they've, what they've done with those characters. Yeah. Um, what did you, I mean, I think I know how you feel about that version of the Joker from Suicide Squad, but how do you feel about that version of the Joker from the Suicide Squad? I think they took a wonderful opportunity and squandered it. Um, I made that giant beat of the Joker, of yeah. the Jared Lloyd Joker, after the, pre- after the preview came out. The, I liked that really dark and gritty and, you know, kind of disturbing take on all the characters, and I found it very misleading when... They were swinging and jumping to Bohemian Rhapsody um, in the next preview. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it was sort of like they were trying to overcourse correct to be more like Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Um, um, they, I thought, I liked the, I, I really liked the idea of that Joker that, you know, he was, he just loved crime. There was really no other reason that they gave, at least, for him being the way he was. He just liked chaos and, you know, carnage and all that stuff. And I was into that. And then I wanted to be so bad. Yeah. I mean, you can enjoy it just as long as you recognize that it's not great. Because there's a lot of bad movies I like, but I'm not going to defend them to you. Yeah, that's how I feel about Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which we will (laughs) definitely do an episode on bad movies that we love because I have a real soft spot for like, yeah, kind of crappy movies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was super not down for that version of the Joker. That's uh, fair. Just as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, God. I mean, hey, they made a choice. Um, they did. They made a lot. But after Batman v Superman and, and the one-two punch of like that and then uh, Suicide Squad, because they came out the same year, it was just like, I don't want to ever revisit this world. Because it's like, this is the version of the Joker we're going to get. This is yeah. the version of Lex Luthor we're going to get. They're like the two best villains. And it's like, they already screwed up the heroes. And it's just like, oh, man. And, and then Morgan yeah. was pretty okay. I loved the first one. I loved the first one. I really, really enjoyed it until the end. You didn't I, like the end? I remember I turned to the person to it because the whole point, like Wonder Woman thinks, the whole movie, she thinks the world's like black and white. She just beats like Ares. Yeah. There will be no more war. It won't be a thing. And then, like, she kind of kills the dude she thinks is Ares and, like, nothing happens. I was like, oh, my God. I turned to whoever I was sitting next to. I was like, if the bad guy in this movie is just the evil that lies in the hearts of man, this is brilliant. And then now Ares shows up and they punch each other for 20 minutes. And it's just like... It's oh, a physical man. manifestation of a god. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, never mind. That's... 
it just ends like every single one of these movies and i was just like that oh. would have been cool i would have been down for that yeah but like because she's doing this like steve trevor could still have been doing his sacrifice but because yeah she was she was she had to grow as a character she couldn't put she put herself in a position where she was not able to save him yeah and like has to deal with that and like you know hey because a lot of their their like little band of brothers or whatever like did good things and did bad things and it's kind of like hey everyone's got good and bad in them it's not just the gray yeah oh i really love that like but like that was the first one of these movies where i kind of felt something like when she's like they're like no no one can go across no man's land we can't go and help them she's like i'm no man and kind of goes and does the hero thing i was like my heart like started beating i was like oh they did it right i feel alive in a superhero movie what is this like was more formulaic it, it it had the established this is what makes a good superhero movie oh, yeah. and I, they follow it to a t and that's why it worked but like if it was a marvel movie i'd be like oh it was just middle of the road but because it was on the heels of suicide squad and these others like other disasters really miserable kind of bloated and crappy yeah movies i was like oh oh my hero's a hero and likable yeah. They aren't just miserable. Yeah. And and kind of gang around her. I liked their whole little yeah. little like, group. Oh, is, that's part of the reason that One Woman 84 is so disappointing. I have yet to meet someone who like legitimately liked it. Yeah, I haven't. Most people I know won't even watch it at this point. They've just heard such bad things. I mean, I'll say if you have if you already have HBO Max, it's worth watching once. Don't buy HBO Max just to watch it. Because no. it's got good things in it. Um, someone compared it to Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I love those movies. And I was like, I can kind of see it. Especially Spider-Man 3, which got a really weird mismatch of tones. And like kind of <laughs> corny in like a little bit of the wrong way. Yeah, I can see that. But I was like, I, I kind of get Spider-Man 3. I mean, I like Spider-Man 3 more. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I think the nostalgia helps those those movies. I liked a lot. I liked Spider Man three at the time. Again, I kind of like cheesy bad movies. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you it's a good movie. That's not what I'm here. To, I'm telling you, it's a bad movie. But like, I found it entertaining. Like, yeah. I love when he's dancing around, and it's really really stupid. <laughs> but I love it because it's so stupid. Yeah, and like fun. I don't know. Yeah, you can laugh at it. It's a really really bad version of Venom. If you were one of those hardcore Venom guys, which I guess I was when I was like 16, but like I've since grown up and those kinds of like ultra edgy characters don't do anything for me anymore. Yeah. But like, I don't really care. Um, man, we're way off topic. It happens, I feel like. Uh, I hope that's one of the reasons people listen to the show. We do it every episode. Um, <laughs> well, you know how it is, you know, start chatting with people you want to chat with and you just, one thing leads to another, as you can tell. Because we talked about Wonder Woman 84, a surprising amount. I just finished watching it. I couldn't watch it all at once. I watched it with my dad. We had to watch it in two separate sittings. because It's just... so long. It's ungodly long. It did not need to be that long. They could have cut a solid 45 out of the movie easily. The, the, the like Olympics in the beginning is 11 minutes long and has no point. It doesn't. You don't need it. You just... You... You have two openings for that movie. You had the Olympics, and then you had the mall scene. And like you could have just done the mall scene. That's a little, at least a little bit more fun. Yeah, and I mean, like they don't need the world building that they did in the first one. Yeah, you know, we all know it exists, and it's you know it's, it's just, great. 
But like, why? Also, another question I had is, why does it take place in the eighties? The eighties like seem to inform nothing of the movie. I'm so sick. Eighties as a time frame. My goodness. They didn't even use the music from it. No, they didn't. What's the point? Yes, that was the best part. They could have set that exact story now. We still have greedy oil people. All right, it, it wouldn't have changed that much. Yeah, I, I don't, I, that movie baffles me, and like not in a good way. Where like yeah. baffles me, like why did you do that that way? Yeah, uh, I didn't. I had a lot of questions about the character choices they made for yeah. Wonder Woman. I, I didn't didn't like it. Didn't. Yeah, I don't like the Steve Trevor possessing a body guy thing. That's such a weird thing. It has all kinds of weird moral implications because like That's a lot, right? Not just like, does Wonder Woman rape that guy? I said the same thing. And it's like, they're like, oh, we're just going to go on this extremely dangerous adventure. And this guy can just get like murdered or like, we just robbed the Smithsonian, but like this guy's face is on the camera now. Right. It's really weird. Like they could have just had Steve Rogers just be back. Not Steve Rogers. Oh my God. Steve Trevor just be back. Yeah. Like that's. They, They sort of. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's so weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I really didn't. That whole movie was just stuff like that. At yeah. the end. It's not even like her sacrifice at the end. Uh, Dislike that movie a lot. I also, really, I also really don't like that Wonder Woman's defined by like her relationship to a man in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll just talk about Wonder Woman for another hour. We'll, we'll just not get back to Harley Quinn. Got a lot uh, of- I did say I did see that they announced season three is coming, which is exciting. Yeah, that'll be great. I'm very curious to see how it's going. Um, but tell you what, let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk full spoilers, uh, season two and uh, you know beyond on this. Um, so uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Created by husband and wife team Kendall and Kayla, Star Savior Bunny combines Sailor Moon-esque superheroics with the challenges of early adulthood. Read for free at tapas.io and check out their Instagram, at Star Savior Bunny, for new updates and projects. Thank you for listening to our podcast, but have you checked out our store yet? We sell all kinds of nerdy products from comics and graphic novels to retro video games, model kits, toys and statues, and more. Visit us at levelupentertainment.com and as a special exploratory promotion, the first 20 people to use the code FRIENDSCAST at checkout will receive 10% off their first purchase. If this is successful, we will do more podcast-exclusive promotions in the future. That's levelupentertainment.com and code FRIENDSCAST. F-R-I-E-N-D-S-C-A-S-T. This message is for Ileana and Miguel. Hey, this is uh, Gabriel Iglesias. It's Mark Hamill here. What's up, y'all? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G. Martha Sedan, the Zombie King. I'm Paul Felder, UFC fighter. WWE superstar Sonya Deville. What's up, guys? This is Harry Mack. Hi, I'm Julia Lewald. And I'm Eric Lewald. Hey, this is Matt Cardona from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Yakko Warner here, described mysteriously as an old man from Michigan. And you are watching Toy Quest 101, baby. And you're watching Toy, Toy Quest, Quest 101. 101. You're watching Toy Quest 101. 
and you're watching Toy Quest 101. Rock. Hey guys, it's Ileana and Miguel here from Toy Quest 101. Make sure to check us out for toy reviews, statue unboxings, and to see what celebrity guests might pop up to help us inspire kids with autism and special needs. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Toy Quest 101. And remember, the Force will be with you always. Bye now. And we're back. All right, so let's talk spoilers now for the the Harley Quinn cartoon. Were you expecting them to kind of adapt No Man's Land at the end of season one? I wasn't pleasantly. That was was a huge surprise. That like a the Justice League is completely gone. Yeah, like they're trapped in a book. Yeah. Um. But Joker basically wins. Like he's got Batman kidnapped. Yeah. Like seemingly they're both dead because the the towers and collapses. Um, cities in chaos, like again, it becomes no man's land. Like Harley's, like, hey, it's chaos. This is all I wanted. Uh, yeah. But then you know, while she's not doing anything, because you know, I love that Harley, that, that Poison Ivy is like, here's your chance to like do something and like yeah. make a mark. But because she didn't in the power vacuum, like the other Batman villains just kind of carved up the city. Yeah. Um, so I like that they each have their own like different themed districts, <laughs> which is pretty funny, which is pretty fun. Um. Oh man, we didn't even talk about Robin in the first season. <laughs> this is the first time I've liked Damian Wayne. I think. So good. <laughs> I love that he's trying to be what uh, Harley Quinn's uh, nemesis. Yes. And she's like, "You're a kid. Leave me alone." You're but a child. He's like out on like the news and stuff, just playing things up. And she's like, "This is so creepy. You're a little kid. I'm not beating yeah. you up." This isn't happening. But I, I love when, he, you know, Batman sits him down and has the talk with him. It's like, you know, I didn't have my first villain until I was 24 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the whole conversation is basically alluding to, like, the sex talk. Oh, yeah. And I thought was I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Just good writing, for sure. But yeah, so No Man's Land happens, and that was... Like I said, they play with the status quo. Like, everything they set up in the first season with the Legion of Doom and, like, how the DC Universe works is gone. And, like, because the Justice League is gone, like, nobody's around to really, like fix it and to justice league minus batman because batman's like it's basically kind of like done the beam like broken bat thing back thing so he's not you know in action right um i don't know i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. uh, so like the was, annex gotham city to be its own yeah and the united states and everyone there has to fend for themselves completely i mean that's what happened in no man's land except it was dumber that superman didn't show up and just fix everything yeah, because he was Batman was basically like, "This is my city. We'll fix it our way." I'm like, you know, everyone's dying, right? There's no power or water. Good. Yeah, which also like that's really bad of Batman. I can't imagine, but I, that to me feels out of character. Yeah. Just like, or they're at least like as Bruce Wayne, like fund all this stuff and fix it. Right. Right. Do something. I don't know. Oh, forget about it. But like, yeah, it's cool. So like, the main who are the main. Bad guys that split up Riddler, Bane, Two Face, Penguin, and Mr. Freeze, right? Because uh, I know Mr. Freeze's part is like walled off by like a wall of ice. Yeah. Um, the Riddler's is like the college. Yes. Over. Um, I think Penguins is just kind of like relatively normal, right? Like it doesn't change that much, yeah. Yeah, I know Bane. Everyone's got like Bane masks and stuff. Yes. Two Faces, Two Faces section we don't see too much of because he doesn't really 
factor in too much till to like the end of that series, right? Yeah. Gordon and all that. But uh, the big thing I want to talk about in season two that spoilers is uh, I hesitate to use this word, but like the redemption of the Joker. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a redemption. Uh, so he's presumed dead. No one's seen him. Mm-hmm. as this happens uh there's a bartender that looks just like him so harley quinn freaks out but uh so eventually it's revealed that he is the joker and lost his memory yeah and it's just been living like as a like normal life uh, yeah he's just been a normal dude he's like dating a woman who's got two kids he loves them like they're his own yeah he- and it's the whole thing is like but like you know harley's like hey what where's the ethical thing like do we tell him that he's the joker or like do we leave him alone like uh, but like, cause he, cause he might snap at any point, but like, they're also like, do we trust that he's even, this is inspired some weird game. Like it's snapped, yeah. Yeah. Like eventually find out like it's for real. I forget why. Cause I remember they have to push him back in the vat of acid and I have to make him the Joker again. To get the. Oh, cause he, cause he remembers where something is that's going to like destroy the city. Like as the Joker. Right. Cause I remember well, they have to team up. Or was it, uh, he knew where the. He had the book of fables. He had the book with the Justice League in it because Dark Side shows up, and they're like, "We can't handle this. We need the Justice League." Um, So yeah, that's right. That's right. That's why they had to get the Joker back, and it was like really sad. But I love that, like, because as the Joker, he like hates that life that he lived, but then he kind of really realizes like he's in love with that woman. Oh yeah, what have I been missing out on all this time? Like what? Yeah, like he really grows and like kind of like let's gives Harley Quinn the closure she needs, yeah. and like oh, development. It's well, and like by that point, like all right, so so Poison Ivy's getting married to Kite Man, but like it's become very obvious. That, like Harley's kind of they're kind of in love with each other, and Joker gives her the advice. It's like listen, fuck what you're supposed to do. Be with who you're. Be with who you want. Exactly. Like, and it's just like oh my god. She's like I got to go break up this wedding, and then that happens. Um, but I love that I love that this, this, the end is like the two of them get together and they're literally like riding off into the sunset. Uh, Literal, yeah. So I I'm stoked for that. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be good. And I, as someone who's consumed a lot of gay media now uh, and is much more involved in that community, mm-hmm. um, I think they did a really natural progression of them realizing their feelings for one another. Yeah. Because, you know, it happens late in life. Like, they obviously both had been dating men before then. And, mm-hmm. like, Ivy's relationship with Kite Man is good. Oh, yeah. It's it's not Harley and Joker where it's extremely abusive and horrible. Exactly. And um, I think she says that, too. Like, there is nothing wrong with this relationship. It's just not the one. For yeah, me. it's just... And Kite Man's kind of, like, not super exciting. Like, he's kind of boring. Like, yeah. she's the really, like, exciting part of it. Yeah. Everyone kind of gets to use his Kite Man to, like, get to her. Like, right. Like, her piss... His parents was like, were like, oh yeah. Because I think also uh, their kids would potentially have powers because she's got who doesn't. It's like, oh yeah, that's a weird eugenics-y kind of thing that they bring up. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Uh, But yeah, that's one of the reasons it's become like one of my favorite versions of the Joker. I mean, the Mark Hamill one is, is classic. You can't beat it. But like, what an interesting direction to take that character. Yeah. And in, in a way I wasn't expecting. I assumed he would just always be like Harley's big nemesis, like the chip yeah. off over. Like basically now he can never show he never has to show back up. Right. He had a very organic end. Yeah. Um, and if it. he does, because he's still gonna be the Joker, but he's gonna go home and be like with this woman. 
Oh yeah, and like read kids a bedtime story. Yeah. Yeah, and like live this like kind of mundane life because he's like, oh, I really miss like watching Great British, British Bake Off or whatever. <laughs> you know, I it, I don't know. It was just really fun. Also, it was a really funny version of Dark Side, where he's basically classic Dark Side, but he plays with the, the Dark Side is phrase. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, I guess we should explain. Uh, Doctor Psycho betrays them. In, in a grab for power and basically makes that. a deal with him. That uh, was a big shock to me. I mean, shouldn't have been. He was a huge asshole. I know he sucked, but still, I didn't. I didn't see it going in that direction. I still thought Joker was going to come out and be the bad guy. I'm glad <laughs> it was a good version of expectations. Like the characters in the show are surprisingly strong. Yeah. Like way more than I think they normally are. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that Batgirl. Uh, kind of became Batgirl on her own. I loved that. During the whole uh, No Man's Land part. Yeah. I like that she's the only one that kind of sees Harley Quinn as like a potential hero. Yeah. Uh, Which is exciting. I love that they did the Batgirl of Burnside costume. That one's so much fun. Oh my God. So season two, you get to meet Catwoman. Yes. And this is one of my favorite versions of Catwoman. I think she's supposed to be a mix of Eartha Kitt and the Darwin Cook era. Mm Mm-hmm because she's got that costume, which is the best Catwoman costume. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, she's a person of color. Mm-hmm. She's not making like too many cat puns, but like, I like that she's like the cool one of the group. Yeah. And I love that Poison Ivy gets real flustered yeah, and like intimidated like- around her. Yeah, especially because she's normally so cool and in control, especially, you know, compared to Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, they have a real fun dynamic in the show. They do. I like when they're all at brunch together. Yeah, I love them when they go, they uh, have a bachelorette party in Themyscira. That's a, that's a fun little side mission too. I liked, yeah. I liked that. They saved that from capitalism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, again, because Wonder Woman wasn't around because she was trapped in a fantasy with the other Justice League members. And I love that when they come out of the book, they have PTSD from like fairy tales and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I'd be I'd be excited to see them, especially because like Harley and Ivy kind of like were literally riding off in the sunset. I'd be mm-hmm. interested if they did kind of like a Green Arrow, Green Lantern kind of like road trip thing. Yeah, um, that'd so be cool. To see like other DC characters, like why hasn't Detective Chimp shown up? It seems perfect. Yeah, you know, uh, he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, in general, um, but I guess they kind of gave. Jim Gordon, like the cop on the edge thing, which is what I would want them to give Detective Champ. Yeah, they <laughs> they didn't. They yeah. did not. He did not. He's not treated too fairly in the show. Um, they're they're playing version of those like, yeah, cop on the edge stereotype. Yeah, days. Um, which is I love he was I living with his yeah, say so I, I don't want to say it was fun. But it's at least different. Yeah, for you know? sure. And I like that, uh, you know, back, you know, Barbara still has a daughter and she's like, you got to get your shit together. Oh, yeah, she stopped drinking. Yeah. Yeah, like, because he's like, yeah, he's living in her dorm room with her. Yeah, you know. Yes. Very Arrested Development season four. Yes, I was just about to say. I'm surprised they didn't, she didn't also have roommates and he was trying to like do some sort of voting them out thing. Yes. <laughs> which i love i love when they kidnap the riddler like they beat the riddler i love that they don't kill everybody mm-hmm. because they basically make him like a hamster wheel like to power like their city 
I think it's really like toned and buff because of it over the course of the show. Yes. Yeah. Like, but I love that he's like kind of like conniving and doing stuff in the background. Always. Yeah. Cause the Riddler is fun like that when you, you know, when you play with him right. Um, my favorite, my favorite year of the Riddler is when like he was kind of being a private detective after he solved who Batman was. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Batman confronted him about it. It was like, what's the, you know, the value of a riddle, uh, riddle that everyone knows the answer to? So that's why he never told anybody. Yeah. But they play with that in Gotham City Sirens, I think, because, oh no, maybe no, it's because they know Catwoman knows. Because I remember they like basically tried to get her to tell them uh, who Batman is. It's kind of like a chest of like their loyalty to one another. Mm-hmm. Which the Gotham City Sirens book is good. I just ordered them back for the store. Oh, awesome. So they should be back in soon, probably next week. So if anyone said, you know, sounds like that might be interesting. It's Catwoman, Batman, or uh, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy. Like they're the core characters in it. Um, so it's basically, you know, them trying to live their best villainy life. Well, it's more Catwoman trying to keep them from going off the rails because she was with Batman at the time. It's a good time, for sure. Yeah. It was one of the times she, she's with her because it goes off and on. And now they have a whole book where they're together all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Oy. What do you think about um, some of what they've been doing with uh, Harley with the comics lately? I am embarrassingly behind on my yeah. comic It's Because I know it, I knew you get every Harley Quinn comic book. Harley. I'm stockpiling them. And then one day I'm going to sit down and do nothing. Well, we're going to have another quarantine again, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. That'd be a good opportunity for that. Um, yeah, with I just, it's really funny. I moved in October and I just got all my comics moved yeah. out of my house last week. Dude, it happens. You don't, oh, you don't have to tell me. I've got like, like 20 plus long boxes of comics and that's after downsizing. Yeah. Like, and then I just keep buying more because I'm no. a crazy person. I don't buy a lot of books anymore. What? All right, so comic books have to meet two criteria for me to buy them. Mm-hmm. I need to really want to know what happens next. Yeah. And I have to want to own it forever. That's solid. Yeah. So that I, makes total sense. I only get like a handful of titles. And at the time, like right now, like there's books I'm interested in, but it's like, yeah, I'll wait for the trade or something if I really want to. Or if I want to get a new book, I got to get rid of another one. Like I might drop Spider-Man soon. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm really burned out on the last remains. It's just every week there's like another six plus dollar book. And I'm like, I'm done. And it's That's not even that great. Yeah. Right. You know, but I don't know. Uh, she's Tyler's got a new book coming out. I forget who's on it. I should know. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to read the future state uh, issue because mm-hmm. uh, that just came out last week as of this recording. But uh, we sold out before I could even get a chance to look at it. So I, I wanted to do that. I'm like, oh, I can talk a little bit about some current thing with Harley Quinn. Um, and I didn't get the opportunity to. Oh, well. I was, trying, I was trying to be a good comic book store guy. But if you get a chance to, to, to read it, I guess, you know, buy it. Uh, I just wish I could sell it to you. But I can't get them back in. <laughs> Future State's been kind of a, kind of a mess yeah you get in stores so i'm sorry if you if you're listening uh and you can't get it we're trying uh but tc doesn't print them because they keep changing their distributor uh anyway what would you want to see in season three 
Huh. Like I said, I, I kind of want to see some wider DC Universe stuff. I'd love to see something uh, either with yeah. Power Girl or yeah. with some, some sort of space thing. And I want to see Detective Chimp. That would be good. I would like to see her in Coney Island. That was, I thought, peak Harley. I liked her when so she was in Coney Island a lot. They might be leaving Gotham City. They might go there. That might be cool. Yeah, I, I mean, outer space would be. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it doesn't have to be there the whole season, but I think like a, an episode or two would be fun. Yeah, I really liked when she was um, in Coney Island. And I think I said before when she was, you know, going to roller derby and she had her side gig working, you know, back as Harley and Quinzel as a psychiatrist. I loved all of that. She was she was doing it all. Yeah. I like when they, they pull out psychology to kind of help solve mm-hmm. problems which they do in the show too yeah she has her own little yeah podcast. yeah um, no it's it's exciting stuff um yeah i'm saying i'm not sure i just i want to see more of the the characters mm-hmm. um i don't know the way it ends like i'm cool with just kind of like harley and and ivy yeah and being, being like our new core and then maybe getting like some new recurring characters yeah. it just depends where they want to take it uh, as of this recording i I haven't seen any trailers or any news on yeah. it other yeah. than it's happening. Um, but I, I would be, yeah, I, I think something cool. I think they need to change locations. Yeah, I think so. It's like, time. Like, even though Gotham's very different in the second season, uh, like right. visually they're all very different from each other, like all the mm-hmm. different like districts. Um, I'm cool with moving on. Yeah. You know, like, I like that it's a Batman, a quote unquote Batman show with no Batman. Right. Even if you did get one episode that was just about him. Yeah. Back. That was fun. Um, I like that they kind of lampshade it with like dudes watching on the couch, like complaining yeah. that there's no Batman in it. Released uh, the, yeah, release the Snyder Cut shirt. Yeah. The other one was like The Last Jedi's not canon or something. Was it? I don't remember. I remember he had to, to release the Snyder Cut shirt. This was before they were decided to release it. Um, which, when is that coming out? I think on HBO Max. Yeah, we'll see. Are they going with a four-hour thing or? It's gonna be bloated and annoying. I'm gonna be very annoyed watching it. I can tell you that now. Yeah, I wanted to like Justice League, but that was one you couldn't like. Yeah, I wanted like I wanted like Batman v Superman. I like I was kind of having fun making fun of it as it went because it's it's really stupid. But then it just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, oh my God, just end. Like none of this made any sense. And then people are like, oh, watch the longer version. It makes, it has scenes that are plot relevant and like give characters motivation. I'm like, that is a failing of that movie. I was like, I'm not watching this anymore, giving this movie any more of my time. <laughs> like, remember when movies were 90 minutes and at a beginning, middle and end? Like, oh, I missed that. I don't even get that in Star Wars anymore. No. And Patty Jenkins is directing the new movie, right? Is she? I don't know. My confidence isn't as high after. I think she's better director. She 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 just directed the first movie. She did not write it. She was one of she and Jeff Johns wrote the second movie. And I don't think that worked out well. Yeah. Wasn't as cohesive. Yeah, they had some good ideas in it, but like, they're just buried by all this other stuff. Too much. It, like, yeah, they they could have. Like, they shouldn't have had. They should have done either Maxwell Lord or Cheetah. Yes. They should yes. have done both. 
or you could set up cheetah's like human persona personal you know and that might make like the portrayal like all the more impactful rather than just i'm a bad guy now and for some reason now i'm a cat at the end i thought kristen wig was an interesting choice as well it was too i i don't think that i think in a different movie i think she would have done a better job i think i got i got ghostbusters flashbacks where they're like playing up how crazy and goofy i am i think they played her like a little bit more realist because kristen wig is actually pretty a pretty good actress oh i love her i yeah. I, I knew it wasn't her as the as the character choice I mean, it was just it was the writing and the it's, it's, it was yeah it was the writing she was doing the best she could with what she had you can tell that this is the the way they wanted the character to go was this... yeah didn't love the costumes on her either oh she looked bad hard to call. She just looked bad. Like she didn't look the way I think they they wanted her to look. And I know the eighties were a different time, but uh, uh, I mean, even like her cheetah like monster form, oh reminded me of cats in a bad way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was also yeah. that fight scene was bad. It was also really dark, and you couldn't tell what's happening. It was yeah. just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was not a, I, we're not fans of that movie, apparently. The only person I know who has mildly liked it, it was just like, I just liked it because it saw it had Wonder Woman. I like watching Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, all right. And usually I feel like that's me. Like, it's very rare that I dislike oh, yeah. any movie. You're one of the more positive like, people I know. And I hated this movie, like, so much. I didn't hate it. I was mostly extremely bored. I was playing I my Switch. I wound up playing my Switch most of the movie because it was Christmas Day and I got some games. I was just like, uh, you know. But, you know. I, I think I paid too much. Like, I was asking too many questions and then I was frustrated that they weren't being answered because things just didn't make sense. That's how I watch these movies usually. Yeah. I think because I was at home, like, so my part of our Christmas routine is, like, my mom's impossible to shop for she, everything she likes she gets from work for free because she also works for the library um but it's like so what we do is like hey at least we'll go out we'll get some we'll get some eat we'll go to the movies that she there's usually some huge jack movie that comes out christmas day so she wants to go see that but i was like well we can watch wonder woman you know she liked the first one so we're watching it like oh we were all just so bored and just doing other things for most of it yeah yeah wasn't wasn't their best yeah to say the least was it their worst i think it could have been it's a contender um it's down there it didn't make me nearly as mad as justice league or batman v superman it made me really mad and i don't know if it's because i'm a woman but it oh yeah i can't speak to that yeah i just can (laughs) speak as a movie guy because at least like I appreciated some of the corny things in it. I just, the worst thing a movie can really be is be boring. And it was, yeah. but like, I didn't feel anything like negative in the moment. Like a lot of the things I really don't like about it was like, kind of like in hindsight, yeah. so I was just so unengaged. Like normally I think about that stuff, like, yeah. like while watching it, like you were. I, and I love, I think I love the first one so much. And I have another gigantic bead of Wonder Woman. Like I love one. I really love Wonder Woman as a character. Oh um, yeah, no, yeah. You have the comic book or like the classic style comic book one, right? Yeah. And that one's really good. I love that one. Oh, um, I guess we should tell people uh, where where can what's your Instagram handle? 
is Beads by Olive because Beads by Olivia was taken. Oh, that's so, we got to take them down then. But yeah, you can see these incredible bead art uh, things uh, on our website, levelofentertainment.com. We did a spotlight on you for doing that stuff. And you've been to Free Comic Book Day. We usually have you come out and display stuff. Obviously, that didn't happen this past year. Super disappointing. I know for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but, pandemic. Uh, that. Yeah, but August fourteenth is the slated day for this year, twenty twenty one. Awesome. So, I I don't want to get too deep into planning it yet, yeah. just because, God forbid, something else happens. Right. Um, but obviously, you're more than welcome to be. I would love to have you there. I would love to come back. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we'd love to have all of you listening to us come back. Um, Free Comic Book Day. Missing that this past year was one of the was one of the more significant bummers of 2020. At yeah. least personally, like I know a lot of people had it a lot worse. Although I think you and I both have had family members catch COVID, but nobody seriously got injured, right? Fortunately. Yeah, yeah my brother, um, I'm not going to put anyone out on blast, but uh, yeah, my brother caught it earlier in the year. Uh, but that's his fault. He went to a bar when we knew how it worked. So I was super mad. And yeah. Our parents do it, but no one else got sick in my family, so. Thank goodness. That's Scary. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sick all the time anyway, but like you can tell when it's like something else. Um, anyway, get off that topic a little bit, but yeah, free comic book day, you know, we were in the middle of planning it and then like stuff starts shutting down. So we're kind of getting on the fences. Like, I think we should cancel it. Like, I don't think people are going to come out and stuff. And then like the governor, then, came, then like the yeah. next day, the governor came in and just shut everything down. So yeah. we we're, we're kind of, we're kind of feeling that that was happening. So we're like, we should probably preemptively do this. Um, yeah. Which is a bummer, but you know, hey, you gotta adapt or die, you know. But we're, we're started doing more things online. Yeah. Not to give away too much of what we do, but like one of our better years in a while, business wise. That's great. This was our best holiday season in like three or four years. That's awesome. Um we were only down like three percent versus last year, considering we were closed for like a quarter of the year awesome that's pretty amazing we're doing a lot more stuff on a lot more of our stuff transitioned online obviously mm -hmm. but like we're still continuing to have that uh option available for our our weekly pull customers like hey if you don't want to come out to the store we'll send you your an invoice and email you your invoice your comics mm -hmm. you can pay them there and then we'll mail them to you yeah that's what i do yeah well you you do the you do the older school thing where it's just like you don't get a ton of books so we just do it to you one give it to you once a month but i get it get a bunch every week and it's just like, you know, hey, I want my books every week. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, that's an, op uh, an option for people. Mm -hmm. um, we had to revamp the online store a little bit. Now we're just going to talk about the store for a while. Um, yeah. I said, you haven't been there in forever. I know. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't have to come out, I'd rather you not come out. Yeah. It's just so easy to do it online. And yeah. Thank you. Um, I wasn't fishing for stuff, but it's going to sound like we're totally trying to like record a commercial for the store right now, <laughs> which I guess from a certain point of view, the whole podcast is a commercial for one, but I've been very, uh, I've, been, I've been very upfront uh, with my reasons for doing the podcast, which is like, I want to talk to people and I want to talk about these things that we talk yeah. about. Uh, so as soon as it stops being fun, I'll, I'll stop doing it. <laughs> 
Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Cause like, you know, there's still tons of people that like, it took you like 30 plus episodes to get on the show. I'm so sorry. You're one of the people I wanted to get on. Like, Oh, I can talk to Olivia about Harley Quinn. And it'll be fun. Various crises after crises. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh, the schedule changes behind the scenes all the time. Fortunately, a lot of times, you know, this isn't like a time sensitive thing. I can kind of kick the can on certain episodes. Um, so, you know, we can deal, deal, deal with them later. Um, probably would have been smarter to time this one, like season two of Harley Quinn came out. So we can ride that algorithm a little bit, but. Yeah, that's all right. I'm sure when season three comes around, um, we'll watch it. Um, we'll probably come back and talk about it. I have a couple other friends who couldn't make it on this episode. Yeah. Um, who are also big Harley fans and I'm sure would love to talk about it. Um, it kind of sounds a little bit like I might be doing wrap up, which looking at the time we could start getting into if you'd like. Sure. Um, so let's do some final thoughts. Uh, what's your final thoughts on the cartoon as a whole? It was better than most of what DC has produced <laughs> in a long time on any screen movie yeah. or movie wise. I thought it was better than all the CW shows. I couldn't finish. I can't stand the CW shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. Like, I didn't, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Like, yeah, if you if you listen to our episode on like our 2020 completely suck awards, which man, what appropriate year to have been sticking with that title. <laughs> Every year we do like whatever this year is didn't completely suck awards, but like man, there was a lot of negative stuff that happened. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Um, apt, and apt this year. 2021 hasn't been off to a great start either without getting too deep into it um but i picked it as like i don't know i wanted to add another category as like so we have more positive things to talk about so yeah. we picked like best surprise and i was like this is my best surprise it was between this and like avatar living up to the hype yeah um and i was like you know what i'm gonna talk about harley quinn because i want to yeah. do a whole episode on it so here we are yeah. I hope it was fun to listen to. I know we rambled and went on tangents a lot, but I had a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. I do apologize for that. Well, Livy, do you have fun? Always. Yes. Yeah. It's been really exciting seeing you and talking to you again. Yeah, you too. Yeah. So uh I guess we'll do some more final thoughts. What do you think about Harley Quinn in the comics as it is? Like uh, from up to what you've read. That was a long, it's been an embarrassingly long break. Yeah. Um I like this, I, I really like you know, modern, modern Harley. Like I said, like I said at the beginning about Harley being a relatable character. I feel like I didn't explain that as well as I could have. Like her being somebody that like has a place that she lives and she maintains and she has a group of friends and she has hobbies and she has a job and she has all of these hats that she wears. I feel like that's a, you know, whether, you know, she's punching somebody out at roller derby or she's, I don't know, punching somebody else for being a scumbag. Like that's, yes. Or she's, All in of a, or she's in a punk rock band. Yes. Or she's on Dark Side. So yeah. Like I just think of some of the crazier things that happened in that. Oh yeah, being a woman is hard, and she <laughs> encompasses that very well. I feel. Hey, uh, the next episode of the podcast is going to be about uh, you know gender issues, so we'll probably get into into a little bit about how being certain ways are hard. That's uh, true. But um. So yeah, I, overall, I recommend it. Um, I would say it's worth getting HBO Max to watch. 
I think so. I did. I think HBO Max has got a really good lineup of movies and shows. Um, I kind of like it better than Disney. Yeah, I... I've watched HBO Max more than Disney Plus, like yeah. by a lot. I think HBO besides Max... Disney Plus, there's well, but it's like all all right. So my my big problems with Disney Plus is all right. Again, this is probably great if you have kids because yeah, I think thing, yeah. but but neither of I don't neither not neither of I neither of us don't have yeah. any kids as as far as I know. I don't know what else happened to you last year. Um, no kids. Okay, um, <laughs> but like. So it's just a bunch of old movies we've seen a thousand times, which, you know, they screwed up The Simpsons. Did they? I never watched that. I was never into The Simpsons. Oh, man, I'm huge into The Simpsons. But, like, they screwed up the formatting. Yeah. It's all, like, cut to widescreen. So they actually cut. because oh, it that. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's bad. Um, the Disney Afternoon shows, which I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll watch them. They're out of yeah. order and they're missing tons of episodes. No. She's like, why? You own this. Like, this. Yeah, right? Isn't this yours? Yeah, um, none of, all of the original stuff except for Mandalorian has been really bad. Yeah. Um, they're super scummy what they did with Mulan for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get to watch that yet and I don't really have any oh, it's, plans. I, I wouldn't just, I wouldn't just because of the Uyghurs thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I also wouldn't just because like, I love the Mulan, the animated series, the animated episode, uh, not episode, episode movie. Um, like they sucked all the fun out of it and yeah. the live action remakes are just pointless and bad like none of them are worth your time i liked cinderella but that was the only one i liked oh god i hated beauty and the beast i was so i i had a similar reaction to you watching wonder woman during that one. yeah i, like I kind of like hated everything that they did in it yeah. it um, wasn't but like yeah I, I i don't know as of this recording wandavision hasn't come out yet maybe that'll be yeah. good it's just they release these big walls of logos for Disney and Star for Marvel and Star Wars and stuff. I'm yeah. like, I don't care about any of this. It's just sensory overload. And I mean, like, I'll watch WandaVision when it comes on. I'll definitely watch Falcon and Winter Soldier when it comes on. But oh, I know that's gonna be your jam. Like <laughs> Yeah. But they I, I feel like they should have had more original content on there before. Well, you don't what? want high school musical, the se- the musical, the series, the series or whatever it's called. But it's so dumb. Yeah. yeah, I mean, besides the Mandalorian, I. Yeah, Mandalorian was a nice surprise. I was expecting to like that, like very similar to Harley. Where I was expecting to like that a lot less, but inversely to Harley, I think season two of that was a big step down of season one. Really? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that a little bit. People tuned out by now, according to my algorithms. <laughs> um, I felt it was very rushed, and I don't like that every episode was more or less about like here's something that's not from star wars beyond the mandalorian i liked it when it was smaller and more it's yeah thing. and I, I loved it episode, i mean <laughs> and i hate cgi like young people from star wars they should have just cast sebastian stan i know i said that they should have done exactly Mark Hamill, that. sebastian stan have been talking on twitter about how much they look alike it's frightening he, he looks like young mark hamill or just, or just don't have him take his hood off. We know it's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it's okay. We get it. Like, yeah, it always looks real bad. It looks bad. Like, it's gonna get. It's gonna look worse and worse as you go, because like all of the effects in this series, like up till that point, were like actually really great. Yeah, it's just like oh god, this looks terrible. Uh, uh, I don't know. 
I felt like a series finale to me and not a season finale. So I don't know what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the finale season one, it was like, all right, we know exactly where they're going from here, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know where the, you know, does, does Kylo Ren go and kill him? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I hope not. I think he's one of the Knights of Ren. I think he's in like a Krang like bodysuit. So he's like in the belly of one. And he's like working at like a robot. That's 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 my theory. The baby yarn. I yeah, like exactly. Is there one that's like fatter than the others? Because he could just be yeah. in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like the. This is the episode about Bo Katan. It's the episode about Sokatano. Oh no, she mentioned Grand Emperor Thrawn, and I'm like, uh, it's such a, it's a nitpicky thing for me, but like, because it was like every episode was something like that. Yeah, I think if maybe like the, this season, like Boba Fett was just kind of like the overarching, like, be, like Star Wars thing to deal with. Yeah. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, they packed a lot more. It, it was too much. Yeah. I did like Boba Fett more than I thought I was going to. I didn't expect him to like kind of be friends. I love that. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I like the bit Fortuna got real fat when he became the new Java. So I guess, man, I guess Boba's going to get real fat because he also sat on the chair. It's just the curse. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't hate it. It was still better than your average show. But mm-hmm. I, I liked season one just more. It was, Season one was like perfect season one was like a revelation like season two was more like it, it felt more business as usual if that makes yeah. any sense no it does okay yeah i still loved it but oh yeah i didn't dislike it i'm not like mad i watched it it's like the end of game of thrones where like it's so bad it like poisons the series for me where like i don't recommend anyone ever watch that show now that show erased itself from pop culture it was so bad. I've so never, bad. yeah, I've never seen a series something that that big just drop off completely like that. It was so bad. Yeah, like it, it single-handedly, and it did it to itself. It it completely just eradicated itself from the pop culture conversation. Yeah, the showrunners just ran it into the ground to be done with it to do a new Star Wars trilogy, and because they did such a bad job with Game of Thrones, they got fired from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, just everything sucks. Yeah, and they had that. I know they had one show that they were in talks with at HBO. There's, there's, there's been a couple. Like, there's like House of the Dragon. It's about the Targaryens. They had about one, a Duncan Egg show, I think. That was like completely removed from Game of Thrones. It was called like Confederacy. It was like about it's oh like that show. Yeah, if yeah. they won the war, if they won the Civil War, which. I mean. Why? Why? I mean, that's not a really interesting place to explore. Oh, no. there's slavery in the whole United States. You know, like. We don't need it. Yeah. yeah. Not something to be thought about. Read the room a little bit. I especially don't want to hear about that now. Now I think, that we're about to be in Civil War too. Yeah, right. I think they pulled the plug on that. I don't know that they're actually going through with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they pulled the plug on that a while ago. I forgot yeah. that that was going to be a thing. Yeah. I'm like, Just, this, this sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. A bad decision for D&D. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't had them start doing Dungeons and Dragons yet. I know, right? Since their, the their, their name's D and D. Yeah. Um, I hope not. I actually care about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> they would ruin, and I'm sure they won't touch it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, have you seen any of the Dungeons and Dragons media? It's all bad. <laughs> like, 
all real bad. That's a fair point. Yeah. I'm sure my games, like, as their own story, are, like, if I were to, like, adapt them into a book, like, they'd be terrible. But, like, they're fun to play, so who cares? Oh, yeah. That's all that matters. We've actually had a couple episodes based on D&D. So people, like, learn about a little bit about my characters. But, like, yeah. my current character I love, and I'm thinking about replacing my character in my one campaign with her from, the like, 100 years in the future. So, like... Uh-huh. They're a little, they're a little bit more confident and stuff. Um, I don't know. I just think they're a more fun character to play. I'm playing this barbarian and like I'm kind of bored. If I'm being honest, yeah. I just smash things and this is like, it's my fault. I made his personality extremely boring and bland. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to transition to be more Ron Swanson esque, like <laughs> self reliant like kind of stuff. But like it's not getting there. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the, the show is over. Uh, why are you guys still here? Um, <laughs> now, seriously, uh, stay tuned for us uh, next week. We're going to be talking about uh, gender queer issues. Um, so until next time, uh, be safe.